go to Matthew chapter 10, verse 7. Jesus gave instructions to his disciples. He said, as you are going, as you're going in your regular life, right? He said, preach. So he says, as you're going, preach. The word preach means to proclaim or it means to announce or it means to to cry out, like cry out in the streets. He's saying, make a, a declaration, make a loud declaration right now, make a loud declaration that the kingdom of heaven is here right now. The glory train is here right now. That's what he's saying. He's saying, before you even minister, before you even minister to anyone, declare, announce, scream out, have the best thing we can have, the announcements like the town crier back in them days is like the emergency broadcast system and you have the beep and then they give you the emergency message. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, give the emergency message. The kingdom of heaven is here right now. And then heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. I was, we we hear so much the kingdom of heaven is near or at hand that we just get used to that. But he said, that's the first thing you do is announce that. So I want to go over tonight. I read some last time, but I want to read them again. Some of the different ways of saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Some different variations that are saying the same thing. You ready? The rulership of King Jesus is right here and now. The spiritual world of God has been approaching and has arrived here right now. The monarchy of heaven is filling this place. God's eternal will and power is taking over in this place now. You getting this? (laughs) The domination of King Jesus is being released in this region right now. The domination of King Jesus is being released in this time and in this place Right now. The domain of God's kingdom is multiplying here now. The power of King Jesus is within reach. Wow. Listen to this one. The authority and control of the Lord Jesus is taking over in this place. The supreme authority of God's hand is taking over now. King Jesus is preeminent and supreme in this atmosphere. I love this one. The kingdom of heaven has arrived and the kingdom of Satan has ended. Yes. I like that. What? Yeah. 
The kingdom of heaven has arrived and the kingdom of Satan has ended. The power of King Jesus is attacking this atmosphere and this region. When we say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that's what we're saying, all these things. And it's happening right here, right now in this place. And the beautiful thing is, this is what the Lord put on my heart to teach, but we were experiencing that. We were just praying into that and it has been an invasion in this atmosphere of him and this, he heals and he does other things and he releases words and he releases joy. And, and the Lord was honoring the word by giving us an experience beforehand. There was a lady that I was oh, dealing with today, and she had severe anxiety, severe anxiety about a number of things, thinking about moving and so forth. Severe anxiety. And I said, the kingdom of heaven is here right now. She's a, she's a believer, so she was okay with that. You know what I'm saying? The, the power of King Jesus is here right now. And I said, give me your hand. And I started praying for her. And I started asking the Holy Spirit to come upon her. And I was just releasing it. And she was saying, after we finished, she said, I had like this tingling going up and down my back. What was that? Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is here right now. The kingdom of heaven is the radical invasion of God breaking into this world, taking back full possession through you, his children. The kingdom of heaven is the radical invasion of God breaking into this world, taking back full possession through you, his children, right now. Go to Genesis chapter 1. That's the very, very, (laughs) very, very beginning, right? You may not know what books are in the Bible, but you you probably know Genesis and Revelations, right? Front and back. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Karen, for praying for us. I I saw as we were worshiping, I saw her going around the room releasing an increase of the the gift of the word of knowledge upon us. So I asked her to do that. She graciously released that for us. Verse 26 of chapter 1. Then God said, this is his original plan, right? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Go back. Let us make man in our own image, according to our own likeness, and let them rule. Say, let them rule. rule. Some of your translations will say, let them have dominion, right? The heart of God, his original plan was to say, I create you, and I want you to have rulership. I want you to have dominion. Not over each other, but dominion over something. His original plan was to say, 
that I want you to have rulership. I want you to have dominion. That word rule or dominion, it means to dominate. It means to reign. It means to subjugate, to put under. It means to tread down. God's original intention for us was to create humanity and say, I want you to subjugate something. I want you to have dominion, rulership. I want you to reign over something. Over the fish, over the birds. I was praying last week, and I usually read a chapter a day of the Gospels and just keep cycling through it. And some of the miracles I really understood. I really understand like why he would make a, a blind eyes person see because he's expressing the redemption and the love of the Father towards someone or deaf ears to hear or bring someone back to the life. Or, I understand so many of the miracles, but one I quite don't get is why did you have to walk on water? Like it didn't heal somebody. I mean, it was just, a, it was in a different category walking on water. And I was praying, I said, why did you have to walk on water? And what I heard my spirit was to show that I had dominion over the fishes. <laughs> it was as simple as I have dominion over the fishes. Now, I don't know if that holds up in everything, but I do think it's one of those miracles it's, it, is that it didn't have a direct redemptive purpose, right? It wasn't, it wasn't eradicating sin in some way, the effects of sin, but it was showing his dominion. It was showing his rulership. It was showing him subjugating something under his feet. And it made us awe and wonder. It's in the original heart of God for us to have this ability to dominate and to rule and to reign in some way. It wasn't to, to rule and reign over other people. That was the hardest thing for the Israelites to grasp when we went from the Old Testament to the New Testament was the mentality that he wanted to reign over groups of people. And there was a dimension of that in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, they kept saying, when are you going to take over? When are you going to take over the land? When are you going to establish your authority? And the authority and the dominion that he established was different. And who was he fighting? He wasn't fighting the person. He was fighting the spirit behind the person. So he was modeling a different type of dominion, but he definitely was modeling dominion. Go to verse 27. It says, God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Say subdue it. Subdue it. And rule over. Say rule over. Rule over. The word subdue there means to tread down. It means to conquer. It also means to bring into bondage. Man's directive was to bring into bondage who? Adam. The, evil. the evil one. Yeah. 
wasn't to bring individuals into bondage, to bring into bondage. It also means to keep under, to force, to make subservient. It also means to violate. God's original intention for man was for man to violate something. Is it to violate other people? No, but to violate the kingdom of evil. What I'm trying to get into you is the fact that we're not called to be on defense. We're called to be on offense. Y'all know football, right? Defense, you're just trying to hold your ground and they pushing you back and you're pushing you back and you're pushing you back and pushing you back and hopefully you can stop them, right? So many times in the church, we have no idea of our power and we're just in a defensive position. We're waiting for the next, the next physical thing to come, or next this and next that and this that. And, and the original intention in God's heart was to say, I want you to go on the offense. I want you to dominate. I want you to subdue. I want you to subjugate, and I want you to be on offense. I want you to be on offense. If we, the only way we can really make an impact and fulfill the calling that we have on this city is to be on offense. But the weapons of our warfare are different. They're, they're the ones that Kim was talking about. It was a weapon of holding hands and to, to, to release love. I, I have this image of, there's this wonderful video. You can look at uh, Heidi Baker with uh, snakes. And they have this wonderful video of this, this guy who was the famous witch doctor of the whole region. And he had in his arms two puffer snakes, which were most poisonous snakes in Mozambique. And they were curled around his arms. And he went to Heidi's meeting. And he had been so feared in the region that he would he would use witchcraft to kill people. And that's how he made his money. And he was there to disrupt the meeting. And they told Heidi about it. And Heidi was so excited to go meet him. <laughs> and she went to him. And she was so loving to him. And she told him, she said, she said, the Lord's telling me that you're scared of living in the dark. I mean, you're tired of living in the dark. You're tired of living in the dark. And he was denying it. And he kept, she just gently was lovingly, was, was talking to him with love. But spiritually, if you could have saw what was going on, you would have saw a battle that was of another world. But she was just lovingly talking to him. And before long, he took the snakes off. He threw it in the pit. They burned the snakes. He got on his knees and he gave his life to the Lord. And he was with Miss Witch Doctor. And she says, are y'all together? Y'all want to get married? And she married them on the spot and then took them down to the river and baptized both of them. All within like 20 minutes. (laughs) And And it's like she was on the offense. He was this most feared guy in the entire region, and she couldn't wait to go meet him because she knew who was with her. And she knew that who was with him had no comparison of who was with her, and she was on the offense. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't even in a fight. 
She wasn't rebuking and doing all. No, 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 no. She was just loving. And the guy, before you know it, he was on his knees and she had her hands on him releasing Christ. <laughs> We're called to be on the offense, right? Do you know the word that describes Jesus a lot in the New Testament is Lord, right? The Greek word is kyrios, a kyrios. And it means the one who dominates. It means master. But it means the one who is of supreme authority. Lord means the one who is of supreme authority. And so Jesus says, at a certain point in the ministry, he says, I give you power and you go. And the first thing you do as you're going is declare and announce that the kingdom of heaven is here right now. The domain kingdom, the king's domain, the domain of King Jesus is infiltrating this place right now. And when I walk in the room, it starts to happen because he's with me. So we set up atmospheres such as the healing rooms or service here where we, we can get on one accord and welcome his presence with us and experience it. It was just, it was beautiful. We probably could have spent the evening just flowing with the Holy Spirit, right? And, and yet... Uh, it's easier to do when you get in one accord. But the Lord wants us to do it in our sphere of influence, wherever that is. And we need to figure out where we spend our time as we're going through the day, how to announce the kingdom of heaven is here right now. I think there's an order to why he's, when he's given instructions in chapter 10, he says, he says first, well, before we go there, go to Psalm 110, and then we'll go there. Go to Psalm 110. Psalm 110 is a prophetic psalm written by David talking about the Father and Jesus. It's talking about the Father and Jesus. Psalm 110, it says, the Lord, David wrote this, the Lord, the Father, says to my Lord, Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Father is saying prophetically through David, the Father is talking to Jesus and saying, come sit at my right hand until I make your enemy, the evil one, a footstool under your feet. Under whose feet? Under Jesus' feet. Who's Jesus' body? We are. So prophetically, what he's saying is that he's saying that we are the ones to carry out this Mission, this is the Father's heart. Come sit next to me until we make your enemy a footstool under your feet. That's the Father's intention. That's what he wants. 
And like Karen said, we just need to get an agreement with what's dear to his heart. It's not like we're going out to do our own mission. That's what he wants. And we need to just step in an agreement with what he already wants. That's what I think about healing. When I pray for someone for healing, when I realize that the Father wants to heal this person so much more than I want to heal them, even though I want to heal them with everything I got. It's actually much more important to him than it is to me, even though it's very important to me. I just need to get in an agreement to what he wants to do, and it gets released. The way he designed it is that the Lord extends his dominion as far as I cooperate with him. That's how far he is. That's how he's designed it. He, he already told us he wants us to dominate. He already told us that he expects us to subdue, to subjugate, to bind. He expects those things. But the way he designed it is that he limited himself to do as much as we would allow, as much as we would cooperate with him. And so if we don't understand his heart in the manner, it makes it harder to cooperate what he wants to do. When he says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am what? There in the midst. Jesus said that, right? So we know Jesus is here in a midst. But if George and I are together and we believe that Jesus inhabits the teaching of the word, then we get together, he's in the midst, but he's in the midst as much as we're cooperating with him, so we believe that his presence will show up as we teach the word. Which is true, but if we don't believe that he will show up when we pray for healing, he'll be there for the present teaching of the word, but he won't be there for the prayer of the healing because we haven't gotten an agreement with him on that. Do you understand what I'm saying? That that. We limit him by our level of cooperation with him. And that sometimes, you know, that's not always true. He may just sovereignly do something and it's just like, where did that come from? <laughs> but I do think that he honors agreement and that he wants to do so much more than he's doing, but he's just looking for a band of people that say, I believe that this is for us. This is what your heart is. This is what you really want to do. And as we step into that, then it starts to, it starts to manifest. I watch, uh, I follow Bethel real closely, and I'm so excited about like our group going. They started getting a lot of manifestations by just praying, and they they get awesome manifestations by praying and laying on hands. But all of a sudden, one day, they, Bill and some other ones got the insight that, well, his presence shows up just on worship. And when he shows up, he heals. So we believe that he can just as much heal during worship as he can when we pray in the healing rooms. And once they started like talking about that and agreeing about that, guess what started to happen? During worship, people were started saying, I got healed. I felt this happen. I felt that. And nobody prayed for him. But it was because there was an expanded agreement and cooperation 
what the Father wants to do anyway. So when we went, when we went uh, last year, they had a woman up there, and she was teaching about going in the healing rooms, and she was talking about Peter's shadow, right? And that people walk through the shadow, and so she had a guy right here who had a certain ailment. She said, come on and walk through my shadow, because the light was coming like, come walk through my shadow. And he did, and he got what? Healed. He got healed. Because, he did. Wow. because her belief was, her belief was, establishing that just as Peter's shadow healed, so her shadow healed. And I'm like, well, I know he does it when you lay hands, but the shadow, <laughs> right? But that's what everybody else thought until somebody said, well, if they did it for Peter, they'll do it for us. And she called up in faith, and the guy walked through, and he started getting relief. So he walked through again, and it got better. Just walking through her shadow. But it's because the belief system, what, was raised up. Amen? The shadow healing. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Ask, Father, what are you doing to dominate the situation? How can I cooperate with you? Father, what are you doing to dominate this situation? How can I cooperate with you? Adam, Adam was given dominion, right? He was given dominion as he was in cooperation and connection with the Father. Adam lost dominion when he was disconnected with the Father and made an alignment with the evil one. Jesus reestablished the alignment between us and the Father. And he just didn't reconcile us to the Father, thank God he did, for salvation. But he also reconciled us to reestablish the original plan of dominion. So wherever time goes, Tom walks in, and that's a place for the dominion of the kingdom to be released in that entire environment. And so we need to ask, what are you doing to dominate this particular situation, and how can I cooperate with you? So Jesus says to us, he says, first declare that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, then heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. So do you think there's some importance to the order? If you notice, Jesus was baptized by the Holy Spirit. He went into the temptation. He came out. The first thing he said is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he started doing what? Healing. Do you think that the healing had any connection to his declaration? When he told his apostles to go forth and declare, preach, announce. He, he talks about teaching a lot. But very few times does Jesus say, preach this. One of the times as he says to us, preach this, he says, preach that the kingdom of heaven is right here right now. It's more than just teaching. 
It's an announcement. It's an announcement. It's an announcement to say the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I was listening to one of the other guys, this guy, Joaquin Evans, who's another fellow at, and I was listening to his teaching today. He said, he said, uh, after a Friday night service, they had a group of them that went to Denny's and he said, they just started talking about the wonders of God at their long table. And as they were doing that, God's presence got so strong and one person got a word of knowledge for the lady in the booth over there. And before long, he's ministering to her and they're looking over there and she's crying and weeping and she, the person's praying for them. And so they say, we want to play. And so they started getting words of knowledge for other people in Denny's. And he said, for, for the next four hours, from 11 o'clock to three in the morning, they were ministering to people. And after, after they started praying for people, he said they, their food was served and it was getting cold. So they went back to the table and they had a line of at least 20 people lined up to get a prophetic word or to have healing. In Denny's. In Denny's. I mean, that's just extraordinary. Like, let's go eat, and it turns into a four-hour Holy Spirit fest. <laughs> that's where we're going. Yes, that's where we're going. Not just there. I mean, we're going here. We're going here. It's going here. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's there in the place. I mean, there's one of the most famous testimonies is about one of the one of the kids there was in uh, the grocery store late at night, got a word of knowledge, healed the cashier, and then got a, a word of knowledge to somebody, and he got on the mic and he's saying, "God's healing. Meet me on aisle ten if you want to be praying." And it, you know, and they, and it was it blew up the grocery store. I mean, he was praying for people. He was getting words of knowledge. People were getting healed. And he just went to go get a, a loaf of bread or something. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just, it's just wild. It's just wild. It's just wild. But the key is they were walking in and they were declaring on some level, Bill calls it the presence, right? He talks a lot about hosting the presence, the same thing we're talking about. But they're going in and they just becoming aware right now, right now, as I'm walking through Lakeside Mall, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right now, as I'm at my son's baseball game, or son's football, or as Holly Kim does, we were going to Walmart the other day and we said, we're going into your church, huh, honey? <laughs> yes, we're going to the church. It's like right there in Walmart, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right, right there. I love the fact that y'all driving here and y'all see the group of people. What can we do to go minister to them? Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the spirit of death is not going to take over there. We're going to release life. Where can we release life? What can we do? I'm available. Father, how are you taking dominion over the situation and how can I cooperate? How can I cooperate? And that's where we're going is that Yes, we are going to enjoy his presence here. We're going to learn. We're going to have stuff released upon us. We're going to get stronger. We're going to practice. We're going to do all those things. But the purpose is to be awakened so we can declare wherever we go, whether we're driving Uber or we're 
putting air conditions in or we're at the school or wherever we are, we go in and we say the kingdom is heaven, is present right here. What do you want to do to take dominion? You think you just came here to get a haircut. <laughs> right? Right. You think that's why you came here. You think you came to just get a computer, right? But there's going to be something else released. Something else released. And Lord, what are you wanting to do to take dominion over the situation? Amen. Amen.